Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Hi, viewers. Thank you so much for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to join us in a few uh, to talk about her nonprofit and how she's helping um, inner city kids, you know, stay out of the streets, um, avoiding them from being mentored by violence and just negative impacts in the world. Um, and her name is Radara. McLennan. Uh, she's a founder and president of the Village of Reading, a passionate community servant, a Reading native, and a daughter of a single mother who has geared her focus on impacting the problem inner city youth violence. Uh, she, is a, she is on a mission to empower, encourage, and uplift inner city young adults by ensuring a safe haven through the community guidance and resources. She is inspired daily on her son and for those that she's lost too from senseless acts of violence. So thank you so much, Madara, for coming out and being a part of Uncommon Women. Um, before we get into uh, your nonprofit, is there anything that you would like to share about yourself? Well, first of all, thank you ladies for having me as a guest. I feel really honored to be here tonight with you all. Um, and just a little about me, I have nothing fascinating, a fascinating story, um, not anything that I would necessarily consider to be successful. Uh, my story is like many others of those born to young teen mothers in poverty, dealing with the trickle-down effects of generational traumas. Um, I was raised in Reading by a single mom. Um, by the time my mother was 18, she had two children, obviously me and my older brother. Um, you know, like most teen mothers, she dropped out of high school. Um, my brother started to get in trouble at an early age, and sadly, many of his choices kept him in prison, even still to this day, he's incarcerated. So he spent, I would say, 90% 90, 90 of his young adult and adult life um, incarcerated. Um, as for me, I followed in my mother's footsteps with becoming a teen mom and then a teen mother dropout. Um, so, of course, I, I didn't obtain that uh, title overnight. Um, there were, you know, things that happened that led me to become a teen mom and a dropout. It started with um, smaller things like skipping class, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd. Um, you know, I went from skipping a class to missing a day to withdrawing from school completely, um, which also led to many other bad choices. Um, many times I remember growing up and just feeling invisible um, to the adults that were in my life. I actually craved and wanted that attention from adults. I was waiting for someone to see me. Um, I was waiting for someone to notice me, to help me. Unfortunately, I never did get that help. Um, like many households, I grew up where we didn't talk about feelings. We didn't talk about sex. There was no affectionate. 
um, affection. My mom was all about earning a paycheck because to her, that was her way out of poverty is to earn a living. She watched her older siblings do that. And to her, that was um, the meaning of success. So it wasn't long before I found myself following her footsteps, um, being a teen mom, drop out of school, you know, working nine to five to try to make, um, you know, a living and, and working minimum wage jobs. Um, uh, unfortunately for me, along my journey, I did have the privilege to meet success successful people um, who reintroduced me to the power of education and also politics. Like I always knew I wanted to help people. Um, I thought maybe I wanted to be a social worker. Um, that didn't quite work out for me. Um, and, and again, I always knew I had that passion to help people. So I took these experiences, my experiences, traumas, um, and I was determined to reach the younger part of me that was neglected and needed nurturing. Um, so, um, you know, just getting back to um, where I am today in my adulthood, you know, I, I think of my brother at that time when he showed signs of getting into to trouble early. Um, you know, he needed therapy and community outreach, but instead, um, you know, he found himself behind bars at an early age. Um, you know, he would get out of prison and like many others, he would commit a crime and go back to jail. Um, in the state of Pennsylvania, 53% uh, of prisoners that are released are arrested within three years because they commit a crime. And that's just, you know, statistic, statistics. Um, pregnancy is the number one reason why young girls drop out of high school. Um, so it was maybe about 10 years or so ago. I don't know if you guys recall, if you were in Reading at that time, we had a 15 year old, his name was Willie, where he was beaten and shot uh, for his sneakers. Yes. Um, and, and there was four other teens that were involved in his murder. Um, I had a friend that came to me and she was like, you know, I have this idea of how we can help teens, you know, from going down the wrong path. Um, so shout out to my friend Jenna. She came to me and we came up with this concept of the Phoenix Project. And we were going, you know, we were on the same kind of mission as the village today. We were looking to inspire the youth and, and um, reduce the gun violence or violence in general. Unfortunately, that did become a stepping stone for us and it taught us a lot, but we didn't get too far as far as living out uh, the Phoenix Project and all that we had in mind. Um, years later, I would join Moms Demand Action, which is an organization that is um, committed to uh, reducing gun violence. And they work a lot with uh, state laws, um, you know, keeping guns out of the wrong hands and things like that. Um, although that was really meaningful and Moms Demand Action um, has, um, you know, done a lot of work and a lot of good things. I just didn't see how that was influencing communities like mine or communities like ours. Um, you know, they, uh, again, Moms Demand Action, they started off with um, uh, gun violence in schools when there was mass shootings in schools, and that's how their group formulated. So I just didn't see the connection between inner city and Moms Demand Action, and I, start, I started doing research. And research shows that community-based services and effective programs prevents crime. Um, we know, like, boredom can increase the likelihood to experiment with drugs. Teens who are involved with after-school programs, we know, are less likely to skip school and stay in school, reduce violence. Um, so that's what brings me here today. And um, uh, basically, I'm on a mission to create a sophisticated cafe drop-in center for teens to come where they can have a safe haven to come hang out, um, you know, engage with uh, like-minded peers, um, just a place where they can feel a sense of security and safety 
And also we want to implement resources for them um, to help them complete their goals or achieve their goals, whatever that may be, whether it's getting through high school, um, whether it's obtaining a driver's license, whether it's learning how to cook, find a job. Uh, we want to be that center where they come and rely on us for help to get them to their next level of life. Because um, I think about it, if I had someone that seen me at my 16 year old self and seen the road that, of destruction that I was going down and stopped me and, and introduced me to the things that I know today, um, you know, better chances I had for a more successful and meaningful life. And that's what, you know, we want to give back to the, the teens in our, in our neighborhoods. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you believe that incident that happened in the high school um, inspired you to help children? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I lost so many friends um, and family to gun violence and just, you know, you don't have to necessarily, I'm very emotional and sensitive person. So for me, I don't necessarily have to know someone just hearing a story. When you read, you know, turn on the news and you see that another young man, you know, I don't know, recently we've been having a lot of um, shootings involving the youth in the city and things like that. And so, uh, of course, you know, just hearing those things and knowing what I needed and what I lacked as a, as a teen and knowing that these, um, you know, being a mentor or having this resource could help reduce violence, um, you know, if I don't do it, then who will? You know, if, if, if my team and I don't step up to the plate, then who's going to step up and make sure that our kids have a better tomorrow, a better future? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it all starts with us. And, you know, there's, you know, so many things that we can do as a community to reduce, reduce violence in our neighborhoods. Yeah, um, as, as one community, are you, uh, as you as well, you are known in Reading, right? You're known in the Reading area for all the kids here in the programs are there any other programs that um that you are affiliated with and that or that you just do you just is it just your um your nonprofit or do you get it do you get together with other nonprofits here in, in Reading area well right now we're not operating we took this last mm -hmm. year with you know due to the hit with covid um you know we're working on getting our um 501c3 with the irs but in 2019 we partnered with the legion the legion allowed us to use their space and what we did is we turned that space into a hangout center uh for teens um every friday night so every friday night we averaged about mm, 10 to 15 kids uh 10 to 15 teens that would come and hang out um and we did partner with other programs um like we had visions credit union come in and teach a financial course to teens. So they taught them, you know, how to read a paycheck, how to budget money, um, all about credit reporting and things of that nature. Um, we also had a health fair where we had different vendors come and set up a table. Uh, for instance, we have Planned Parenthood. Um, we had Burke's Teens. Um, we had TLC for writing a mentorship program. So we had different other organizations come out and tell the teens about what programs exist and what they had to offer. We don't want to, we are, our goal is not to um, implement the same programs because um, although you don't hear uh, about the programs that exist here in Reading, there are a lot. We just want to be that connecting source. We want to, if there is a program that's lacking, we want to build off that. We want to build that program, um, but we don't want to recreate the same programs. 
we want to be that hub and that center where, um, you know, Burke's teens is um, talking about sex education and promote and edu- you know, um, sexual health. We want to be able to bring them in and connect them with our with our teens at our center. That's amazing. I love what you're doing, Radara. Um, how did losing people when you were younger affect you as an adult now, mentally? I'm sorry, the, the I couldn't. I know. How, how did losing people when you were younger affect you as an adult now, mentally? Man, I mean, growing up with gun violence has a big effect on myself and not just me, but, you know, the community as a whole. Because um, not only do you deal with the loss of that person and not being in there, the absence of that person, um, you know, and all that grief that you go through. But you also have to look on how that, what examples that sets for how we deal with conflict in our communities. You know, we have this culture that we respond to conflict with aggression and violence, and we don't know how to handle our emotions. Um, you know, with exposure to violence, mental illness continues to grow and spike in our communities. And that's what we have to really get to the bottom of. Oh, okay. And growing up in one of the poorest cities, um, statistically, um, what is your perspective? Um, you know, I left Reading. Um, I've, I've been back now for three years. I left Reading for three years and went to Florida. Um, when I came back, it was like a whole new city. Like there was all these people doing all these good things. And, <laughs> you know, look, I'm, I'm on your podcast today on Common Women. I got, you know, before I left to, you know, to Florida, I, I, none of this was around, none of these things. But there are so many good things going on now. I, I want to focus and look at what, you know, what good things we have going on now and building off of that. Sure, yeah. you know, running as a city, at most inner cities, we have a long list of of things that we need to address. Um, yes, I agree. And, and you know, I, I think it's just coming together as a community and, and um, working on our unity and working together. Um, you know, I think we can make a better positive outcome. Mm, okay. I agree. I agree. Is there anything, um, you know, as a community that we can do or what resources that we're actually lacking to push you to the next level with your nonprofit? Well, you know, I, I'm, as I'm um, in this process, I'm trying to familiarize myself with all the programs and things that exist in Reading and Berks County. And I have to admit that when it comes to our youth, we are really lacking our at-risk youth. Um, mm. Teens that are already on that road to, um, to, to prison or you know, uh, down the wrong path, we're already failing them. Because there's not many programs here. We have great programs and great things for kids that are overachievers that are gonna achieve and, and you know, they're gonna you know, finish high school and, and make something of themselves, go on to college. But for the kids that are not, there's not really many resources for them. And so I think our focus for Tibor, the village of Reading, is that we wanna focus on reaching the at-risk youth. And the way that we can do that, working together. I mean, you know, just the, um, we were just uh, talking with the Olivets and partner with them and starting a, a youth program at night. And, you know, I think just um, getting kids to come out. If we can reach them and get kids to come out, and you know, if we have the community to step up and do that and help us with that, and we have the um, the capability of reaching more youth. I mean, there's no there's no limit to what we can do with that. Mm. Also, what is your goal to gain or achieve in your foundation um, this year? 
Well, this year, like I said, we did a little setback with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the IRS is a little delayed with that as well. Um, so right now, we're just kind of like working out, laying out our foundation on who we are, what our goals are. Um, of course, our number one uh, goal right now is trying to find a permanent space. Um, okay. We have some things in the work for temporary spaces that we may utilize um, while we're working on our uh, goal, our end goal to find our permanent space, but just fundraising and really just getting the foundation down of who we are. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, once we get through this whole thing with COVID, we are definitely down in regards to helping. Is there anything um, as a community or parents that we can do in regards to keeping the kids off the street or just educating them? Um, you know, to avoid them being incarcerated or just being overall mentored by the violence itself. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions or any um, tips that you've noticed for any of the parents that has uh, brought their children into any of the activities you've done in the past that we can do? at home before bringing them to uh, your nonprofit or something that we can actually start teaching our kids at home? Um, You know, like most parents, I'm learning as we go along too. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a village that always supported me in motherhood. Um, So I would just encourage everyone to don't hesitate to reach out and ask for help. Parenting is hard. Um, You know, we, you know, today kids are so much more mature than we are. They have electronics and the web all at their fingertips, you know, they're exposed (laughs) to more things than what we were in our, in our childhood. Um, And so therefore it it could be good and bad influences. So I would just say to parents, you know, if you need, if you need someone, you need some help, you need someone to talk to, don't don't hesitate to reach out to a family member, your neighbor, um, the village of Reading, our, you know, inbox is always open. You're more than welcome to reach out to us and ask us if there's any resources that we can connect you to to help you with. Um, You know, we'll definitely try our best to do that. Awesome. Okay, um, thank you so much um, for for what you are doing. Um, that's I wanted to say that because uh, me being as an inner city kid myself, um, is there anything else you'd like to share or express? Um, I just want to add, you know, that combating violence in our communities is going to take um, each and every one of us. You know, we need to actively support one another, even with our differences, for the sake of our children and our community. Mm-hmm. I just want to urge everyone to contribute. Some of the smallest efforts are the most meaningful. So even if you think it's something little and, you know, is it going to mean much? You know, even if you just see, you know, a team walking down the street that looks lost, you know, sparking a conversation. Those are the little meaningful things um, that can impact, um, you know, our teams. So I would just encourage everyone to to try to do something little. Okay. Um, is uh, Can you give us your uh, your business and your website? Well, the Village of Reading does not have a website at the moment. We're okay. in progress, <laughs> progress. But if you go, we do have a Facebook page that's up. Um, we are under we are under uh, Facebook as the Village in Reading. Um, okay. You can follow us there and keep up to date with everything that we got going on there. Okay, awesome.
I'm sorry. I don't want to talk too much because I have static going on. I have a poor connection. Um, I love what you're doing for the community. Um, as a mother myself, I enjoy people that actually stick out there and want to uh, be a helping hand for the community. Um, I feel as though there's not a lot of stuff for the kids to do that don't like sports, you know, right. or, or that's not athletic. We need more things for the community, for kids that like to play chess or for kids that like to read or like activities besides sports. A lot of people focus on sports. football and basketball and scholarships. And there's some kids just aren't athletic, you know? Right. So I enjoy and I love what you're doing for the community. I can't wait until you launch your website because I am all down for sharing and supporting other businesses. Uh, before we close out, there is something that we do ask all of our guest speakers, and that is what makes you uncommon. Ah, okay. What makes me uncommon? I would say um, the many layers of my makeup. Um, some people would say I have this rough exterior. Um, <laughs> I'm a little sassy or I'm too much of this or that. Um, but really, but, you know, what lays um, in, you know, beneath all of that is I'm super sensitive. I have a big heart. And at the end of the day, nothing gives me more joy than giving back to my community. Yes. Yes, I, I, I really appreciate what you do because um, I grew up in the city of Reading. Like I said earlier, I was uh, really thank you from the bottom of my heart because you don't see too many um, people always just, they just talk so much and they just complain about the city, but no one really is doing anything. And then, I remember hanging out at the YMCA and back then when I was young, we had places to go to. They don't have that now for the youth. Right. So now you see why so much of the youth now, um, so much is happening. Every time you turn on the TV, there's a young kid or teenager dying. Mm -hmm. And that breaks my heart because I'm like, wow, when I was growing up, I mean, we had a lot of that, but it wasn't as much as it, it is now, you know, right. because they don't have no places to go. You know, there's mothers that I worked as an after school program. I worked an after school program through Third and Spruce, through City of Reading, 11th and Pike. And I know I've seen them kids. I used to be working even in the summertime as a playground leader. And the kids don't have any of that. Like mm -hmm. the programs now, they lack so much of it that, you know, they have no places to go. You know, parents are working. Some of these parents, you know, they, they don't have the resources like some places they don't have like you know they don't have babysitters so they kind of like they depend on these after school programs for like the kids can so their kids can be there until they get home so because they don't want their kids to be in the street so mm -hmm. that's how these kids you know they get caught up yeah yeah exactly that's exactly what happens and then also for the older kids you know like i was mm -hmm. earlier our older kids are evolving a lot earlier um, and, and most of the times they don't want to be at a place where young little kids hang out. Yeah, so exactly. We, our, our programs are a little outdated for our older kids. Mm -hmm. And that's why when I think of the village, I think of a sophisticated cafe because we have to be able to appeal to those at risk youth and the older teens for them yeah. to want to come and hang out in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, no yes. one's going to want to, you know, no 17 year old, 16 year old is going to come and hang out where nine year olds are, you know, no, running not around. at all. So mm -hmm. we have to do a better job at um, building something that they will want to actually come and attend and, and be involved with and something that's yes. catered to them and them only. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Like I said, um, I mean, we had, when I was like 16, 17, I used to hang out the YMCA. They don't have that anymore. Yeah. So I appreciate what you're doing because these uh, older kids, I have a 17 year old and you know, she, she, she's a good kid, you know, and, um, and if I were to tell her about what you're doing, that's, that's going to be like, mom, you know what? I love that she, what she's doing because for the simple fact that there are a lot of average kids are very, they need a place like that. But thank you so much for that. Yeah. And what I, are I the age know. ranges? I'm sorry. I forgot to ask you, what is the age ranges for the youth that you um, have in your uh, nonprofit? Our target age range would be 13 to 18 year olds. And then, you know, also too, once we, once we um, establish our foundation and get that laid out, um, we want to involve the teens and the young adults to create what they want it to be and for them to feel empowered and to, and to run Tibor and make it their own. Um, you know, I have an 18-year-old son myself and, you know, I run ideas by him and he kind of tells me what's cool and what's not. Um, okay. So, like, you know, I, I want teens to come in and build a board with them and have them run uh, the village. Ultimately, nice. that's I like that. I really like that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to butcher your name again. Was it Radara? Radara. Oh, I didn't butcher it. I got it. <laughs> thank you for coming on and thank you for what you're doing. And um, thank you for our viewers for tuning in. And I want to also talk about our, our clothes. We have some new merchandise. Um, check them out at www.uncommonwomen.net. And also next week um, for episode on Thursday, February 11th at 7 p.m. Check it out. We have a testimony of an amazing woman who is an AIDS survivor. Oh, nice. <laughs> and stay on common.